Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moran. So this week on the podcast, we have Camille Lucy Ross. Camille is an actor, a writer, an improviser, and just a generally a very, very cool person, as you're going to hear over the course of this chat. Me and Camille have this lovely vibe, I feel, anyway, where we get on the same level very quickly. And she has this amazing tone of voice and just general aura about her that seems to put me uh, at ease, which I always really uh, enjoy. You're probably going to best know um, Camille from How to Be Angry at the Fringe last year, also uh, in Smock Alley, Cinderella, where she was uh, Margareta, and absolutely hilarious as always. Um, she's also been coast by Tracy Martin with Red Bear, uh, her kind of, um, I mean, like infamous uh, one-woman show, Big Bobby, Little Bobby uh, at the Fringe in 2015, which took a load of awards, including the first Fortnite and the Brighton Fringe, um, and the Little Gem nominee as well uh, for Best Performer. Loads and loads and loads of stuff, uh, but she really is... Is, um, just a smashing uh, performer and uh, I think you can even get a sense of that throughout the chat I think sometimes you can just tell when uh, someone's going to be very good at what they do and Camille certainly is just that uh, guys in other news uh, I can uh, finally say I think that uh, I'm going to be joining the cast of Copperface Jacks the musical uh, for the summer uh, in the Olympia Theatre uh, with Verdant uh, Productions it's written by Paul Howard who you're probably going to best know from the Russell Carroll Kelly books and plays and Anglo the musical uh, and his uh, column in the paper I mean he's a super busy guy uh, super prolific and also incredibly funny so I'm delighted to be uh, a part of that. It's going to be a load of fun. I mean, Copperface Jacks. I was thinking about it, and like you do all this work. I've written my own plays. I've um, done this podcast. I've done Shakespeare. You do whatever it is, but like Copperface Jacks is actually probably the most culturally relevant piece of work I've ever done. Uh, which is kind of deadly. Uh, so I'm really, really excited to do it because it's such a staple of, I mean, Irish society. And I also get to play uh, a. Dublin Senior County Footballer which is kind of amazing despite the fact that I'm a very proud Meath man uh, it's going to be very very fun to pull on the blue and navy of the dubs uh, and I mean yeah that's kind of gas Um so yeah, make sure you come and check that out. We're starting rehearsals for that this week um, and we're going to be rehearsing for uh, the month of June and then we open for July and August. So it's a big, long, massive run. The Olympia Theatre, uh, the centre of town, I mean, it's going to be a great summer. Uh, and as always, we'll have podcasts flying through to you every Sunday um, as I always promise to do. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast and you're still listening, um, first of all, thank you so much. And as always, just please spread the word. Uh, if this is something that you have a friend who's listened to before and they might have fallen off the wagon, as happens, uh, give them a nudge and tell them there's been some great episodes lately because, to be honest, there has been some really fun ones and get them... Uh, back on the listening train and if uh, you know people who might like it who probably haven't come across it yet give them a nudge our way because I'm really aware we don't have funding to you know do the whole advertising thing or anything like that so to be honest you are our best way by far in a way of uh, getting the word out to people so anything you can do to help I really really appreciate it but guys enough of my jibber jabber uh, please enjoy the wonderful Camille Lucy Ross playing personality bingo with Tom Moran Ready to play personality bingo? Yay! Right, let's do it. So I'll give a quick explainer of how it all works. So there are 60 balls in here. I'm going to put 60 minutes on the clock and I've given you uh, five numbers. We did, yeah. Would you do me a favour and read out the five numbers? Four. Yeah. 44. 
Yeah. 17. Okay. 51. Right. And 39. Lovely numbers. Um, Thanks so you, much. You wrote them down. I did write them down. With my fingers. Feels like a fix, but... Do you write with your fingers or write with your hands? That's the question. Both. Mm. Ian, it's a holistic approach. <laughs> Everything is holistic. Why do we always have to separate our parts out? It's yes, true. Know? Yeah. Your arm is also involved on your brain. Yeah. Very okay. true. Wow. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh. the first hot take. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to ask you to, to put that into practice um, yes. Put your money where your mouth is, so to speak okay. uh, Would you write down uh, a six number Something between oh, that's why the one and sixty That's uh, not already there Seven Seven, nice, how come? It was my favourite times table in school Really? Yeah Weird choice Yeah, because I don't know I feel like I just accidentally memorised it And then I felt real smart Because it wasn't like two or five. Mm. And I was like, yeah, get it. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know why. I was real impressed with myself. And because it's a bit odd. Yeah. And I always wanted to be odd. Did you Did you like yeah. want to be odd on purpose? Uh, well, no, I didn't want to be odd on purpose. Well, I don't know. I remember being like very small and going, I never want to be normal. I don't know why people go on about being normal. Mm. Like you want to have something special about yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I still have a slight fear of being normal, which usually when I say to people, they laugh because I'm a bit weird, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, and I mean, I was going to ask you to do your seven times tables, but then I realised that was uh, just, it was just setting you up seven, for failure. 14, 21, 28, 30, no, fuck, 35, 42, 49, 56, 63, 70. Did you skip 54? Yeah, I probably did, yeah. No, 56. 56. Oh, I'm stupid, like. Yeah. But, like, that's why I, I didn't ask. That, that, oh, sorry, what I was going to say was I shouldn't ask I you because it's only going to, yeah, like, there's like if you yeah. succeed, you're like, well done, you know, you're seven times tables. Look, it was when I was four or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was mad and browsed with myself. Mine was eight. Is that when you did a time tables? No, I don't know. No I just threw it was four. later than that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I could say. You could say anything. Could you even write at four? I like I'm so stupid about babies. Uh, I remember writing and writing my name half forwards and half backwards. And also I remember writing from the right hand side of the page Ooh. to the left hand side. There's some Chinese when I started there. Learning. Yeah, I don't know why. But uh, I remember finding notebooks with my name. And I think I wrote like a nine instead of a A because I mixed them up. Oh. And I used to write my name everywhere. Because I was real excited about writing, you know, when you learn something new. Yeah. And uh, one time I wrote it on a wall in my house and another time I wrote it on uh, the roof of my parents' car. So they had like a fabric-y roof, I think. So I'd say they were not impressed. Then I tried to get sneaky and I got the lid of a cookie jar and wrote my name under the lid. Wow. So pretty. <laughs> Bit of a child genius. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good story there to get things going. <laughs> the original graffiti artist. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Right, well. <laughs> <laughs> trying not to do my insane laugh. Oh, uh, no, uh, let, let it go. Okay. We embrace it. Let here. it, yeah. Yeah, okay. And I should say, I should say that if all six of them numbers do come up, yeah. that means that uh, you've won, the tables are turned, and you okay. get to ask me any question in the Was whole wide world. Wow. I'll give you a complete Wowzers. Wowzers. Uh, but like, the one thing I find funny about this game is like there's no skill involved. No. And, like people get real disappointed and you're really encouraging when they don't get the numbers. You're like, it's okay. And you're like, <laughs> to be like, they've done nothing. They've, yeah. 
Unless, like, like I said, I could be madly competitive and give you one word and mm. try and plow through. But yeah, but it is. Weird. I am very competitive. But, but you can just. I like talking. So. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what I should say. Like at yeah. the start, when I'm explaining the rules, and I said, just don't internalize this. This, is, this isn't about you. Don't <laughs> internalize this. What do you mean? Like, don't internal. Like, don't let the the bingo. Like, you can't get your self esteem from the bingo machine. <laughs> That should be the tagline. <laughs> Don't get Yeah. Yeah. I you, guess so. Is that it? But it sounds like you're on top of this already, so we're not going to have any problems. Great. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Number one in the charts. Woo! Here we come. <laughs> that makes a good sound. Oh, fuck. The machine's broken. Jesus. Is it? No, it just... Oh, one switch. That was the longest one ever. Okay, here we go. Mm. Number 39. Do you have it? I... You do. Oh, <laughs> gosh, my letting go is going to work. Do I like put an X? Yeah, put a little part, whatever you circle. want. I mean, here's the woman who's just criticizing people for getting down on themselves. I know, I've dissected this game. Yeah, and now the minute you get it, there was a... I know. Oh. I, that's because I'm outrageously competitive. Are you? But, and so I probably dissected the whole thing. I mean, like, what is this? Yeah. But, it was all just a defense mechanism in case you didn't Yeah, win. maybe people really believe in manifesting. So they're like, my manifesting skills are shit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And maybe, I'll, yeah, that's all I have to say. Well, look, number 39, <laughs> the one you got. Great start. The question is, what is your relationship to social media? Oh, um, uh, it's all right. Like, um, as you'll probably hear, probably from the rest of the questions, most of my friends uh, call me Lady Grey. Because mm. I'm like not black and white in my opinion on anything. Mm. So I think there's good and bad to a lot of it. Uh, I know like I've educated myself about stuff through social media and raised my awareness. I know that I've also like fed my ego massively. Um, I just try and like have awareness and a bit of an honest reality check with myself mm. when I'm engaging with it. Uh, and like... If I'm like, why are you putting this up? Is it just so people will be like, you look great? And I say, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it is. And I'm going with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And is I that think the ego stuff you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, sometimes you're needy. And like, I'm like, I think the best way to like deal with our like issues or whatever is just be honest about them. Not like indulge them all the time. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely out of whack for a lot of people. Like you can only I can only deal with my own thing. But like I got like I was telling you, I got this Fitbit, uh. and I'm I'm slightly obsessed with personality. So I think it's good because I can be really extreme. I'll be like really healthy and then really unhealthy. So for the times when I'm being really unhealthy and not moving, it's a good reminder to move. Mm. Um, but also it tells you you know when you've like calls and texts, so it means that I don't look at my phone all the time. And uh, it is insane how it takes your attention. Yeah. You like read a message and then you're like, "What? why am I looking up pygmy goats? Totally. Always pygmy goats. Um, and yeah. So yeah, it's good. It's good to have a little break from it. What about um, the, because that's one of my favorite things about you is uh, that you are Lady Grey. Like, well, I, and like, yeah. that's not even something that I, like, I know super well. Well, even any times you talk, and even sometimes the odd time you will post something on social media, and I just always find this very like reasoned. Like, how yeah. did you get to that place of like? Because uh, I mean, you don't strike me as super reactionary, which I I like because mm. the world feels very reactionary at the mm. moment. Because it has to be in ways. 
Yeah, I suppose I'm sure I am. Like everyone reacts to things and I'm like a very emotional, very hypersensitive like person. Like I feel that absorbent empath thing. Mm. Uh, I don't like, I don't know. Like how much do you get from your parents? How much do you just get it from yourself and life? Uh, here I go with a no answer answer. <laughs> um, Like my mother's a therapist and my dad's like a bit hippie. They're both kind of a mixture of quite grounded, down to earth, no nonsense. Like they'd be when you'd meet them, you'd think they're quite down to earth, but they're quite hippie. And, um, you know, I'd be into like a bit of Buddhism and sort of a bit of this and a bit of that. And I was brought up heathen. So like I don't I don't prescribe to anything. I don't believe in gurus. I don't believe in like all of that, I mm. suppose. Uh, yeah. I'm into psychology and the idea of like just investigating things rather than trying to come up with an answer. Mm. What was the question? It was just <laughs> <laughs> how did I get to be so grey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose yeah. Psychology, like I've done lots of therapy, and you're in therapy, mm. it teaches you to like find yourself interesting and have empathy for yourself and other people rather than. Be like, why am I like this? Why am I like that? So this is good and this is bad and this person's right and this person's wrong. And that's just really stressful. Yeah. And I do do that. The reason I'm grey is probably a reaction to myself. Like, I think everyone goes through life reacting to themselves, mm. if you know what I mean, having a conversation with yourself. So because I'm quite emotional, it's a way for me to feel more calm is to go, oh, OK, uh, there is no right or wrong here. You don't have to blame yourself. You don't have to blame anyone else. Uh it takes practice, like. And do you find it, like, because I've done a lot of therapy too, and mm-hmm. I love it. I'm like, a, yeah, I like as therapy in, queens. Ther- yeah, I, I do, <laughs> I do, I think it's great. Yeah. And like, I, I like, I don't go all the time, but when I, mm-hmm. when I now, now I don't like. I used to like, you know, go like once every two weeks or whatever it was. Same. Yeah. Whereas now I like dip in and. and oh, I, and I, I haven't dipped back in, but yeah, I've been wondering about that. Oh, I, I like I to do like I like to do like one every six weeks, maybe. Oh, cute. It's nice, yeah. With the same person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I found a good one. Uh, but but <laughs> do you find it and. I, this can come across in a way, but I, I mean this lovingly. But do you find okay. it hard sometimes to interact with people who don't not interact, but like have close relationships with people who haven't done that work on themselves? Because it can reflect back things that either you recognize from like yourself in a in a past life, so to speak, or like that you. Oh yeah. Or like it's just frustrating because yeah, I don't know about the reflecting the past life. I well, I mm. think I know what you mean. Yeah, I do sometimes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I suppose I'm always just like trying to raise my awareness and be as honest with myself as I can. Mm-hmm. And in that, I'm still not being honest. I'm still not perfect. And I still can be shit and be a shit person. But like, um, yeah, I find it quite hard to be around people who are very, very fixed in their opinions mm. and very immovable and very unaware. Um, but, you know, try and kind of send the love out to those people too because... You get frustrated with them because you're frustrated with yourself. I know it's real amateur psychology, but like it is kind of how we operate. Mm. Um, But having said that, I know that I've kind of accrued. Is that the word? Yeah. Accrued a a certain chunk of friends who are quite opinionated and and can be kind of black and white and can be like I have some friends who are like very cranky and very like love to give out about things. And I think you like kind of are attracted to 
well, I'm attracted to uh, like a very broad range of people because mm. sometimes I want to be around that because sometimes I get sick of myself being so diplomatic about things. Mm. And sometimes you just need to fucking give out. Like, yeah. you need to have time to be allowed to be like hurt or angry or upset and all the positive stuff too. So, so yeah, uh, it just depends. Yeah. If, there, if there's a total lack of awareness there, then it just it's just boring. Totally. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Right, let's give it a let's give it a spin. Give it a whirl. Okay, here we go. Number 45. Do you have it? Oh, so close. 44. No worries. Oh, have you ever or would you ever consider seeing a fortune teller? I have. Yes. I have yes. uh, gone to these things. Love all this shit. Yeah. Love it. And I love how angry people get about it. It makes me so... It just amuses me. Yeah. And sometimes just to rile people up, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I went to Fortune Teller and read my star sign in the newspaper today. Got it all figured out. I'm just going to do exactly, exactly what they say. I was even being facetious. Because uh, I don't know, like, I get people's anger, actually, because I get very angry with the idea of gurus yeah. or the idea that anybody is above or below anyone else um, or that anyone should know better than anyone else. Mm. But what I just, I find it a really, I find it really entertaining and really interesting uh, because I think, uh, like, I, w- I want to read more about it, but I think, to me, psychic ability has a, is, is a thing. And it might just be that somebody is able to read somebody really well. Um, but I am interested in, uh, like, even more, like, imaginative side of that which is, you know, like even like I'm a little bit interested in like that Carl Jung idea of like a collective unconscious mm. and symbols and synchronicity and all that stuff I find fascinating because mm. I just see patterns all the time. And I used to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I was just having this. And then this happened. And then I met that person. I was just talking about them and they came around that corner and da, da, da. and now I'm not really amazed by it because once you start noticing patterns, you see them all the time. Mm. And. I don't know. I can't explain it, uh, but I find patterns interesting. And okay, so fortune tellers. Like I've gone to, I've gone to tarot readers. I've gone to an astrologer. Have I done anything else? I think, I think I've got my palm read when I was in Sri Lanka. Like if I see someone and they're there, and that, like especially if they're like on the street or something, yeah. I'm even more inclined to go. Like she was a woman in Galway used to do like palm reading at the top of Shop Street. Okay, a tiny little old woman, and I think you had to pay her like five or ten quid. And you sit on a little soapbox with her and she'd take your hand and you had to like put your ear right up to her mouth because she was just like, and there's another thing, you're a lovely girl. It's just so, I just love it because I'm, I'm ha- half of me is just fascinated by these people. I'm like, what are they doing? And like, I've never gone to someone that I thought was an out and out charlatan. Mm. And absolutely there's charlatans. I fully understand that. There's loads of people in the world taking advantage of other people's vulnerability and that's bullshit. Mm. But there's a lot of people doing it intentionally and maybe they are talking shit, but like I've gone to stuff and I felt good and I don't go away because I have a mind of my own. I don't go away going, oh, my God, they told me to do this. And I've also never gone to anyone who goes, you're going to die at this time and this thing's going to happen. It's more like a fast track, basic bitch counselling session. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And they're kind of able to read you a bit and. You know, they're a bit like you put a lot of emphasis on other people, you know, focus on yourself. And look, sometimes it's a bit basic, but sometimes they have a good like spin on it. Yeah. You know, 
I'm just kind of interested in what they have to say. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll take the bits that sound good. And also, when people read you, what's interesting is how you respond to that reading. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. What they say is kind of irrelevant. You know, like they've, they're getting these cards out with pictures on them. The pictures are full of archetypal stories that like have come through history because they obviously uh, like they obviously connect with people or they make sense to people or people are able to project something onto them. So then that person takes the cards, gives you a story and then you project your own story. It's a bit like going to a play. Yeah. Like you can use anything to uh, analyze yourself or figure out like what sparks you, you know, when they talk to you. That's what I don't know. I haven't talked about it this much before, but I guess that's I'm just figuring out what it is that makes me excited about. Yeah, you're telling each other little stories and going, yeah, you react to that story then, or a part of that story then obviously means something, mm. and that's interesting. Yeah, I, I think it. I think that's a good way to go into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I like to rile people up that are like, how do you give your money to these people? And I'm like, oh, they know everything. They know everything. Facts of life. They told me you'd <laughs> say that. <laughs> they told me that you were going to come along and question me and that I shouldn't be your friend anymore. <laughs> uh, Amazing. Uh, right, here we go. Number two, do you have it? No, no. No worries. Do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I have this conversation a lot. Um... I think I am, most people would read me as an extrovert. Mm -hmm. I probably am, if you, like, oh, there's so many different ways to interpret introvert, extrovert, and some people say it's a lot of shit. I think it's interesting. Um, I've maybe called myself like 60, 70% on the extrovert side, but I've become far more aware of the other side of myself over the years. Mm. And almost like, I don't know if I've always... Uh, kind of respected that part of myself or like allowed that part of myself like I spend a lot of time on my own I live on my own I lived on my own for years and I absolutely love it like it brings me such joy mm. I remember the first day I walked into the last apartment I lived in on my own and I was just like this like you know when you have like a deep sigh of relief and you're like oh wow I had 50% less thoughts in my head because I, I'm constantly like worrying about other people and thinking about them and like Good, bad, and every thought in between. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, so I get a lot of energy from being on my own. I love going for walks, going to the cinema, just going on dates with myself. But I get a lot of energy from being in a group of people. I love talking to a group of people. I love talking to people one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, I may be 50-50, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They do, I've said this before, but that, that's one of the barometers of like how to make the decision distinguishment is mm. where you get your energy from mm -hmm. apparently mm. but, but yeah that you seem like kind of you've got a fair bit of both yeah i would think so i, yeah. I but I, I i really relate to what you're saying like i love time by myself i would yeah. love to live by myself yeah. like that's something i want to like work oh, towards yeah doing. if you can do it yeah it's it's so funny when you tell people you live on your own that you get one of two reactions so people are obviously like showing the type of personality they have, they'll either go, oh, fuck, I'm so jealous, like, fuck you. Yeah. Or else they're like, oh, oh, and how's that? Yeah. Is it is it all right? <laughs> you're like, it's a, it's a choice. Yeah. Like, I re and then you start it's to almost, like, you're like, trying not to sound defensive <laughs> and you're like, I sound like I'm being defensive here. I genuinely do. And then you're like, yeah. do I? No, I do. 
<laughs> but I have some friends like that, and I was in. I I'm not saying they're not like, but like some people that idea terrifies them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good to know yourself. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's healthy to maybe be able to like practice alone time and together time, mm-hmm. but at the same time, just like, uh, yeah, respect what works for you and go for it. Mm. It's like it's really hard to. You know, I think I've kind of only realised how much energy I do get from stuff. And, like, uh, I do tend to set, like, it's either, well, I suppose that's pretty common for a lot of people, but it's much easier for me to commit to things if it involves other people. Mm. I do find it hard to commit to, like, especially, like, health stuff or doing stuff for myself Mm. um, if I haven't got somebody that I'm responsible for, if you know what I mean. And I think that I could be better at that. But... I don't know what the point was there. No, but do you do you always? It's funny that this is coming up. I was mm, thinking about mm. this literally uh, during the week about I was like, if I was to live by myself, I wonder would I then find it hard? For example, if I was to like be in like a serious relationship with someone and at a point be like, oh well, maybe we should you know move in mm. or or like you know if it was going to get married with someone or like have kids then like I go from like having this lovely space because I think I'd have a similar experience to you, but like this is joy for me. I yeah. love this. Do you ever like? Are you ever like? What am I going to do? Yeah, if I have to leave A little bit. Yeah, when I first moved in, I was saying to people, I was like, if I am in a long-term relationship, uh, like, and people want to to move in with me, (laughs) all of my harem of men want to move in with me, I'm going to have an issue. Uh, No, I did kind of worry about it before because I was like, I do not want to give this up. This, I'm living in heaven and no one's going to destroy it for me and I have lived I've lived with people before and I've lived with a with an ex before um, and it's always been like relatively good uh, but yeah I think I don't know I'll probably just cross that bridge when I come to it I used to say I'd do the Tim Burton and Helena Bohm Carter thing mm. obviously it needed a bit of extra cash but you know they had like two houses beside each other, so really? they had their own houses, and they I think they like must have knocked indoors. I don't know the details. But then I heard they broke up a few years ago, so that's disappointing. But still, I can still steal the idea. Absolutely. And yeah, just yeah, just need to be able to get two houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose you could like separate your stuff out a bit. I think I did that when I when I lived the next before. I think we put our clothes and stuff in different rooms, which made it a little bit easier. Mm. Because, like, we're, yeah, that idea of relationships, like, it's, relationships are just so codependent, aren't we? We're built to be codependent. Yeah. I've been having this conversation, may as well talk to you about it as well, about that, um, that idea of, like, you know that phrase, it takes a village to bring up a child. Mm. Um, and I think it comes from the fact that there's, like, tribes somewhere in the world, can't remember, that you bring up, or maybe they're communes, I don't know various people that bring up children in a group Mm. so they don't just have two parents they have a whole group of people and it kind of makes sense to me that that you would have all these people and learn different things from all these different people rather than just something like one mother and one father that are supposed to fulfill all of these roles because there's this theory that that just makes us develop into really codependent people Mm. and then once we've left our parents we go and try and find all of this love and all of this like fulfillment from one other person and it kind of it you know i think it leads to a lot of issues for people and a lot of problems so um i don't know uh it's a it's a strange one where did we start yeah, well, remember? Oh, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, it, it, no, it is. It's fascinating because, yeah, I think you're right. Like, and it, it even, 
it's just it, it's so old fashioned now but like mm. t- with, with everything like you know even in terms of like how we run like countries and stuff like the fact there's a president of america is like preposterous like we really don't need like one person to make so many decisions now because yeah. we have email I, like i'm not being funny <laughs> I mean, but, we have email. but do you know what i mean like yeah. before you did because like information would take like days to travel across a country by like horseback like literally like it when these like systems were and like the same way when like marriage was a thing like people lived like mm-hmm. a third of the length they do now probably mm-hmm. you know what i mean like probably yeah. like 40 was really old yeah so yeah so yeah like our, yeah our lives have changed and yeah things are changing very rapidly i met and obviously in the last few years regards to like sexuality and yeah. gender and um and it's making us question what relationships are mm. so oh that was the thing living with someone and in a i think in a small way so we've been we've also told that romantic story in, in like films and songs and everything that like two hearts become one and this person completes me. And I think that's a load of bullshit because why do you want to be half a person? Like, why can't you just be two fully fledged humans that want to like hang out together and like support each other? Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, I, I'm a little bit into the feng shui. So I think I kind of I half read about it. I only read about it a little bit. I kind of make up my own feng shui because I just think I'm I'm really into my home and it makes me feel good when it is when it feels good in the house. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I was just thinking of that. Like when you separate out your bits or have separate spaces in a house, probably helps you not have that weird codependent one morphed personality. Maybe yeah, maybe weird theories from Camille. <laughs> Let's move in together and test it out. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Uh, Number 53, do you have it? No. No worries. Number 53. uh, Oh, it's kind of come up already. Do you have an obsessive personality? Oh, um, yeah. Bitch, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, it's kind of funny to say I'm obsessive and I'm really grey about things. Yeah, Mm. I'm really extreme. I love an L paradox. Yeah, everyone's full of... To me, everyone's full of paradoxes and... Like I've said this to my friends so many times, but like I'm obsessed with the idea of opposites because everybody to me is made up of opposites. But we often think of opposites as being like on other ends of the spectrum. But to me, opposites are like beside each other and you can very easily flip from one into the other. So like I feel like if if someone expresses one part of themselves in a big way, the other side is going to have some kind of big impact on their personality do you know what I mean yeah. it's either going to get like it's like I use the nice guy analogy I guess because I kind of uh, I kind of what's the word uh, identify with that personality I'm known as like like I'm like oh I'm nice and friendly and warm and da, 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 and that's true but like sometimes when you're told you're that kind of person you overly identify as it and then you're afraid of like ever saying anything mean or hurting someone's feelings and that side gets repressed and you know it doesn't yeah anyway mm. I'm going on another tangent but uh, the obsessive thing is the other extreme to being really calm and relaxed I get I, yeah I get I just I get real excited and have a lot of passion for things in short bursts and then I get bored quite easily mm. which I think is what stops me being like a hard, hardcore addict of anything which is good yeah um, it's lots of addiction in, around the family everybody does but uh, the obsessive thing 
Yeah, like I'll be obsessed with this Fitbit for a while. Mm. Uh, I'll get obsessed with like a podcast. I suppose everyone does that. Don't they? Mm. I don't know what it is. There's safety in obsessiveness or something, isn't there? Mm. It's like, oh, I'm just going to... It's a bit like the codependent thing we we're just talking about. You're like, oh, here's the answer to all my things. Yeah. And then I have to stop myself and go, no, Camille, stop it. Yeah. Stop being attached to this thing. Uh, but yeah, I'll usually get bored and move on to something else now. Is there a pattern, do you think, in the things that you're drawn towards? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think obsessiveness is it just sort of a temperament I mean I'm like I've been trying to I've been on quite a health uh, health self-care buzz lately mm. so I'm feeling pretty good um, and what it's done is like it's kind of like when you start eating well and not drinking so much you like notice how much anxiety and stuff like just dissipates mm-hmm. obviously I wasn't like if I was in a severe depression you can't just stop drinking and it goes away but um, uh, what was I going to say on the help us, um, <laughs> always go like this. No, completely forgotten. Oh, it's okay. Completely forgotten. Oh, who cares? What was the buzz though? I had this neighbour who'd say if I forgot uh, something, she'd be like, "Oh, it must have been a lie." Yeah, and I people, people are always that. saying that to me because I get in a tangent, and then I've so many tangents. Yeah, they all collide, and I, I like, forget I where lying. the end point I lie was. Lie all the time. That wasn't one of them. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll come back to me now in a minute. I'd say. Oh yeah, that's all right. Well, what fuck it. Let's, let's just move on. Who needs it? I know. You can come back and get it. Okay. Ah, this will just be a big mess. <laughs> oh, no, I've ruined the podcast. In a lovely way, a lovely mess. You know, yeah, like yeah. A lovely mess. You see, there's a paradox. Isn't it lovely? Oh, obsessiveness. That's what we were on about. Do you want to go back? No. <laughs> <laughs> number 50, do you have it? No. No worries. They're number all skirting around my numbers. Oh, this is a funny one for you. What are your dreams for the next five years? Oh, <laughs> I hate these questions. I knew. That's why I said it was funny because I knew you'd have a reaction like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not good at the planning. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. I like going with the flow. That's something to do. This is something to do with the last thing I was saying about going with the flow of things. Mm. Um. Next five years. Should I try and answer that? Should I try and be a grown-up and answer it? Maybe. Um, I at the moment, I'm on that kind of, like, zen buzz where I'm kind of waking up to that idea that, like... Because I get quite obsessed about work and... Um, what else would I get obsessed about? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what the point was. I think obsession comes from, like... I think it's somehow connected to our inability to like sit still with ourselves. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's just trying to fill space and time and the quiet in your head. And I'm really trying to like slow down. And that's part of the, this is like a fucking ad for Fitbit. (laughs) (laughs) But it is like, because I've been going on these long walks and I've been trying to like do a bit of meditation or a bit of yoga every day. And I really start to sink in now where I'm not going, okay, I'm going to meditate. I'm actually just finding myself going into a little headspace, um, which is great. Mm. And that uh, over the last few years, yeah, I've just, I remember like Gabriel Byrne came in to me when we were in the gate, to me specifically, <laughs> <laughs> my pal Gabe. Uh, 
us and other experienced actors and I often remember them saying like have a life do other stuff outside acting like make sure your life is full of other things there's more to it and that's partly to be a better actor I think at the time I was like that's to be a better actor because yeah. and I missed the clause B which was get a life like and it's hard because when you write or act or do creative stuff your work is your passion and it makes you really happy. Mm. So you can't see why you wouldn't do it all the time. Yes. But you need to switch off and like sit in the grass and pet a dog. Well, that's what I need to do, each to their own. Mm. Um, so I'm my idea of success as well has changed in that it's not just, oh, I need to have a TV show and I need to write a sitcom and I need to do all these plays and I need to do blah 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 there's a I still have a big list of things that I would like to try and experience mm. but 50% of more or more than that is like wanting to be just like calmer and happier like I don't know get quite hippie about it like have real connect like deep connections with the people around me go out in nature more travel uh but like creativity is a huge part of that. Totally. So like comedy is a big part of that. I often wonder about doing stand up. I did a tiny bit of it years ago. Uh, I think maybe I'd find my way back to it. But I often wonder about maybe like combining genres. Mm. Theatre is probably my first love, but definitely not my only. Mm. I'm also interested in like writing for TV and sketch. And those are loads of things I'd like to do. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's an endless list, but mostly be happy. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Whatever though. happiness is, it's transitory, isn't it? So totally, but because yeah. you, you, that is one of the little paradoxes in, like, from the little that I know you. Like within mm. you is that you're like you're like you do really like you come across as someone who like goes with the flow, but at the same time I'm very ambitious. As yeah, well, yeah. But as in you, you do. That's that's what I was gonna say. Like, but like you know, like we were talking at the start just off mic. Like you had like two big shows you like produced and made and did by yourself like last year you know mm. what I mean like and and like more stuff in the pipeline now so it's, it's a love like that but that's lovely that you've mm. found cause I think there's a lot of yeah. people who do that and then don't have the other side of it they don't have the zen side well I mean part of that like I said like when people do something obsessively it's usually because they need it to balance out themselves so I'm finding myself quite zen because I really burnt myself out last year mm. and I'd kind of been it was a pattern of burning myself out with work um and yeah sometimes you have to get a bit low to be like okay enough is enough mm. let's um let's rebalance this because i started to lose my voice mm. and losing my voice was like surprisingly really um, mo made me really upset i was really upset at losing my voice because something weird about your like sort of reading about like your voice is like part of your identity and you feel like you're losing yourself and obviously when you're a performer as well and you can't talk mm -hmm. You're like, okay, what am I going to do? But it was all tied in with the stress, really. Mm. And um, I've kind of, I worked through it all in like a holistic fashion. I was trying to find one answer to what's wrong with my voice. And it was like, no, your voice is going because you're working way too much and you're burning yourself out. When you're not working, you're going out and not getting rest. And, you know. Yeah. Um, like the, the, I think just a thing of like creativity to the point of like, self-harm you know what i mean like, yeah i do think you're working what are we trying to prove like yeah you're like oh like and i'm still trying to stop myself I'm totally like i tried to make a kind of resolution sort of to myself to like slow down 
And when you want to do something, just slow down again. And when you think you've slowed down, slow down even more. Because sometimes we're like, yeah, no, I've, I've had a break. And uh, yeah, I got up and I, I did my yoga and it was great. And now let's go again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, 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 really. Like we're all on hyper speed, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes time. Like I'm really trying to stop the urge because there's some, I have a few plays that like I haven't written but that I'd like to put on. And I'm like, oh well, they're there, they're there, ready to go. I'll just, I'll just, I'll call around the theaters now. We just, we'll book a theater and we'll have that on, mm. just because I need that, that urge in you to go. Look what I'm doing, and oh, I've got something on my CV, and it's like, oh, stop. Nobody gives a shit. Like, I, I will go and do those things. I'm sure, but you know, uh, just, just trying to get Zen. Yeah, it's good. Get on a rant about Zen. <laughs> <laughs> so aggressively Zen. <laughs> Aggressively zen. That's good. Maybe that's the name of my next play. That would be good. That yeah. Would be good. I'd like that. Well, I don't know. Uh, okay. It's been on the nose. Uh, maybe. Number 14. Jealous? Oh, no. No worries. Number 14. Question is. Uh, oh, yeah. This, has been, this might be good for you. Who is a memorable <laughs> character from your hometown? Um, I'm from Bray, County Wicklow. Oh, there's definitely some characters. There's definitely in loads of characters in Bray. Um, are they going to be listening now? I All of the people from Bray. Yeah. Don't like to hurt people's feelings. No. Like, we have a funny attitude to... I feel like when you say funny characters... Mm. I think it's a, oh, me, oh, sorry, yeah, memorable yeah. characters. No, but we have, we've had this... It like, makes me think of, like, that Irish thing of... There's always someone in a town there and... They're, they might be suffering with their mental health or they might have learning difficulties. Is yeah. that the right word? Yeah. Don't know appropriate terms. But I think it's quite Irish. And, and like it's a kind of soft but ignorant approach. Be like, ah, yeah, they're a bit touched. And they're a bit this. So, like, I'm immediately thinking of people like that that I know from Ray that would wander around and being a bit strange. And when you're young, you're like, ah, they're gas. And then you obviously grow up and hopefully grow some empathy and you go oh oh that person maybe's having a hard time and you shouldn't laugh at people honestly that was like uh, that, like that's such a good point because that's where that, that that no but this question when yeah, i like made it like such a gray answer 18 months ago no but that's where it was coming from it kind of was from that like childish place where and then over the course of it, like that was like a little realization for me is like just kind of uh like i guess this is a terrible to say, but like just humanizing people a little bit more and being like, yeah, yeah fuck, like Jesus, um, it's not that simple as just like someone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, was like did funny things. Yeah, you know when you we all do. I guess you're innocent enough. I don't know when you're small though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's debatable. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's characters who are just good. Um, God, I can't think. Like I do, definitely relate to being a Bray person because I obviously grew up there till I was like. Um, like 22 or something yeah. um, it's a funny place people have a weird relationship with Bray I feel like yeah. we're from there what's, it, what, what's that about like, I don't know is it a weird like Dublin Wicklow thing there's a few things going there's on there's a few it. things going on uh, my parents would definitely not have that kind of like uh, um, proud or nationalistic vibe but certainly not about a town mm. so and they'd be a bit they kind of have a cynical slightly funny sense of humour so I remember being small and being like ah Bray kind of rolling their eyes so I learned to be like oh okay let's be we'll kind of be sarcastic about everything yeah um 
But Bray is a funny one because it's in Wicklow. A little bit of it is in Dublin, actually. Mm. Um, and obviously it's really close to Dublin. So I remember like when you meet people and you'd say, where are you from? Oh, Bray in Wicklow. And they go, oh, Bray's Dublin. And then you kind of go, oh, okay, right, maybe I shouldn't say that. And then you'd meet the next person and go, oh, where are you from? And I was like, oh, just out, just near Dublin, Bray. And they're like, oh, you're a wannabe dub. So, yeah, people people are weird. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't really give a shit. But, like, uh, uh, yeah, Bray characters. Sorry, I've no... No good answers. No, that's okay. When you go back um, there now, what like when, when you walk around the place, what what happens? Like, is are they good memories, bad memories, just like memories? What's it feel like when you go back? Um, I like to go to Bray now. I so I didn't go to school. I went to primary school in Bray, not secondary school. Mm. So I didn't hang out in Bray as much as some people. Mm. Um, but I don't know. My parents have a nice house. I like going out there. Feels like a little holiday. Mm. Like, it's funny actually now saying that it feels like a little holiday because they live near the beach as well and the beach is the nice part of Bray, I think. Well, there's a few nice parts of Bray. Um, so, the Harbour Bar, mm. great bar. Go for scoops there. Go for a little walk. Um, and I have a couple of friends that are sometimes in Bray. They don't live there, but so it's nice to catch up. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, do it's you, like I remember years ago that people used you'd meet people in Dublin and they go, I used to go on my holidays to Bray and that same gas. It's amazing, isn't it? Gas. What about if your parents were to sell the house that you grew up in, how mm. would how would you feel? I remember they used to talk about it growing up because they moved there like a couple of years before I was born. So like that's the only family house I know. But um I and I used to think I was I was really upset at the idea of that. I was really attached. Because like I've always been into like home and like if I was to go all hippie and astrology like touring about it because mm. I like like decorating my house and I like hosting and blah, blah, blah. so I'd associate um, comfort and security and all that but now ah yeah it would be a very like momentous thing if they if they sell the house mm. but I think now I'd probably part of me might find that exciting too. Mm. That like they'd be prepared to make that big a change. I don't think they have to. I don't think they probably will. They rant and rave about getting houses all the time when they travel. They're always like, "Oh, we'll get a house and move to France," but they haven't yet. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very interesting. Like, cause I was thinking about that mm. my my home home and I think, but it's really funny. I said it to him. I was like. I, I think I'm still at the place where, like I, I I'm glad they never like got rid of it. Like I still mm. like it as a mm. as a place and um but like she she was really like oh hmm not that she was emotional about it but like she was, I think she was really glad that I liked it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Cause yeah yeah yeah. I guess what you are, are it's you? It's a lovely place. My, it is. Yeah, yeah yeah. I like my house. My mother's got great uh, taste as well. So and that's what I was going to ask about with the you, touring. Are you tourists? Oh yes, what, yes, I am as well. So, yeah. t- but I'm really bad. With, so, okay. tell, tell me about it. Tell us. you everything. <laughs> tell me. So, here are the facts of taurines, <laughs> and you can't, uh, you can't deny any of it. No, and <laughs> um, the gist of what I've read is um, they're supposed to be the most sensual sign. So, as in, like into like nice text things that feel nice, smell nice, taste nice. They tend to like food a lot. Mm. They tend to like comfort. They tend to be stubborn, um, the kind of into routine. Mm. Um, the what else would they say about taurines? Um, 
I can't remember because I kind of like I half enjoy it and half obviously throw it away. But also I've looked at like rising signs and moon signs. So I do think they're quite interesting when I look at those three. They all inform me a bit about myself. Yeah. So like there's a touring thing of being quite like funnily enough, being quite boring and quite stagnant in some ways. And uh, I was always afraid of that. Maybe a bit of me is boring, but uh, I don't really do routine. I'm a bit wilder. Mm. Maybe that's my other. A wild bull. A wild bull. Oh, yeah. You're supposed to like see it in your appearance or something. I don't know what it is. Really? Yeah. Some of these, I don't know, people say you can, there's certain signs. I think because I have big nostrils and big shoulders, I look like a bull. Ah. So... And cow eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I do really like cows, though. Yeah? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of, yeah. What are cow eyes? Like, I think bloodshot. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Are they? Yeah. I think they're just, like, big and kind of... Uh, do they have almondy eyes? Don't they have big... Uh, mm. I don't know. Big almond bloodshot eyes, yeah. <laughs> Are my eyes bloodshot? I didn't think they were. No, no, they are. Okay. They can't can't see their eyes properly. No. You have no idea what we're looking at. I can't see my eyes at all. Does that make me a taurine? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Mm. Mind blown. All right, let's give it an L. (laughs) Finny. Okay, here we go. Number seven. Do you have it? Yeah, that's my special number. Do I get a special prize for that? Absolutely not. Um, maybe contact lenses to cover up your disgusting eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine someone said you had disgusting eyes. That'd be terrible. I mean, terrible. I just did say it to you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Uh, yeah, because it always feels like, you know, when people are like, what's your best feature? Are you having those conversations? Mm. Like, have you ever met someone with ugly eyes? Like, like people compliment me on my eyes. I do think I have quite nice eyes. Mm. I, but, um, but like, I don't know if I've ever met someone with ugly eyes. Yeah, I don't think so either. I guess some people have small... But, apparent, but what's wrong with small eyes? Why do we decide big eyes are a good thing? Do you know who has really nice eyes? Who? Juliet Crosby. Yeah. She has really She's nice beautiful eyes. Beautiful gal. She hey, really Juliet. is. She, but she <laughs> just has particularly nice eyes. Yeah. Like I've said this to her before. Whenever you see a poster... You they're unusual colour, are they? They're, they're super remember. blue. They're, okay. they're like they're like obnoxiously blue. Obnoxiously mm, blue. Because I, 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 like yeah, like you said, like everything. Like I think I have nice eyes. And I remember being mm-hmm. in the poster for Fierce Notions and being beside Julia Crosby, and you're just like, oh no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> pale in comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. Anyway, look, um, number seven. Uh, what is your gym favorite photograph? Oh, I've never heard that question Mm-mm. before on any of the podcasts I listen to. Um, do I have a favorite photograph? Uh, I'm annoying again. I find favorite anything mm. impossible and kind of a pet peeve. I don't know how people pick favorite films, favorite actors, favorite books, favorite. I just, the concept of it baffles me. Yeah. Because I'm like, how can one thing possibly be your favorite? Yeah. Maybe I, I'm sure I'm overanalyzing it because I overanalyze everything. But I just, it would feel completely inadequate. Totally. To say one thing, but I suppose you could just think of something that you like that comes to mind, can you? Yeah, you could, but like, I'm quite, what? It's kind of, I'm kind of as interested in, uh, like, the, the question always just like the way in. Like, yeah. but I mean, I'm more interested in like the anti favoritism, which is really cool, but like, I'm always interested in like your, 
because like your group of friends are I, I love your group of friends um as a group like mm. there's just loads of lovely people Sorry, I have I, so many friends so, I don't know yeah like I'm no I know like I'm thinking of when I say that I'm thinking of like Anya and like, mm-hmm. they, they're all lovely people like that, you know that group like oh like they'd be my friends as well yeah, but they'd yeah, be yeah, yeah, I yeah. consider them closer to you our, our crossover of friends yeah totally yeah, sure. but like within that I always think it's interesting as like especially it put it in like a work context right and yeah. as, as like you get older and different people go down their different like like roots of like like for example mm. like you know, like the people who go down like the theatre route, and then like you've like people like who've gone really successful in like film and TV, and all the different like routes. Comedy or comedy, writing, or writing, yeah, yeah, yeah. improv, whatever it is. Like there's okay. loads of different strands. Like, how do you find that as like within like finding your own path, not looking around at others as you like, or or like moments where you do find like jealousies flare up and things like that. Does that happen for you? How do you deal with it? Does that not exist for you? jealousies um yeah i definitely have jealous people who say i'm not a jealous person i'm like you're probably more jealous than everybody else <laughs> if you're that in denial about it um jealousy <laughs> also gets a bad rap i think um like it's a natural reaction obviously it depends what you do with that feeling yeah like if you act like an asshole then you're an asshole but like um i've always had the feeling of like or like with most things acknowledging it is the best way through it mm. rather than trying to get around jealousy mm. so like you know you'd have some people that you end up kind of in auditions with all the time and you might know that you're down to the last two or something and they get it mm. and sometimes I've messaged people and be like I heard you got the job obviously and I'll say obviously I wish I got it but if someone else was going to get it I'm glad it was you mm. because that's my gen- I, I don't want to I don't want to be bullshitty yeah. and of course I want to get it I mean well, not of course, but it depends on the thing. Like, if you go in and you you like the audition and you want to get it, great. Yeah. But, uh, um, but just so nice and honest. I think that's the problem. There's so many things uh, you try well, to talk about that you can't be honest. Well, I p- partly I do it because I I've seen it myself and other people when they deny something, it just gets worse. Mm. It's like you repress something, it ends up coming out somewhere, and af- and if you repress it, it often becomes kind of more malignant. Mm. Do you know? It's like you repress the the jealousy which is just kind of going oh I wish I had that thing oh I don't and then you can move on and then you repress it and you go god I'm a bad person oh god I'm such an asshole oh god I hate that person then you get really angry and then somewhere along the way you'll get drunk or not drunk or whatever and you'll say something or or you'll just take it out on yourself or I don't know I just yeah yeah but yeah I do get jealous Uh, it just depends Totally. Sometimes I'm real zen about it. Yeah. Sometimes, like, like I think when you're in your ego, you get jealous because you because you go, oh, I'm not as good as them, or oh, they didn't like me, or oh, when mostly that's not true. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, I kind of I find it funny that people, even like more experienced than me, will still go, I can't believe I didn't get accepted into this, whether it's their play or getting a part, and they're like, why don't these people realize? And like even just not being purely practical, I'm not talking about being Zen. Mm. You just go, lads, there's ninety five of us going for one part. They're not saying that all ninety four people are shit. It's just there's one part. They mm. had to pick one. Like and yeah, if you're feeling insecure you're gonna go, Oh, they thought it was shit, but like majority it's a numbers game is a big part of it. Mm. You know? Mm. So you have to have a reality check about that. Um and 
you know, like I've heard people giving out about fringe and going, oh, they put this in and they didn't put me in. It's like, well, yeah, they don't know, like as well. They're they're making their best guess mm. at what. And there's a million different reasons why shows get programmed, and there's a million different reasons why people get cast, and like very small portion of the time is an anthem to do with whether you're good enough or not. Mm-hmm. But it is hard because you are going in and being judged, not just on your job, but on you. Because yeah. they are employing people they want to work with. Totally. So I've contradicted all of that there. Yeah, no, but, no, but, it, no, but it, again, it's just lovely because it's, it's honest. Like that's like so many of the things that like I think it like um, even with even even like if you blow it out to stuff like, you know, um, like even if you're talking about like dating or something mm-hmm. like that, like that's another thing yeah. that is like, because that's another thing where it's really hard to be like it. You, because I think yeah. me and you maybe are similar in this way. Like I like, I really like people who are like as you know as honest as any of us are with like ourselves. You try yeah. and with other people, you know, which like definitely not all the time. But you try it, and like that's something like mm. strive for. Because you know, certainly wasn't for like parts of you know my life. So, but yeah. it, like even like at the start of like dating, it's a really hard thing because you want to be like honest yeah. with someone, and it's like that. Because like the honest oh, thing to say in, in like you know if you're like honest like yeah exactly as you were saying whether it's acting or dating or anything it's like. I want this or like I like you yeah. or whatever but like we, we can't we're kind of trying not to say that now. and we get anxious because we think this thing is going to make us happy this person or this job yeah and it's not going to make us happy yeah like we're going to make ourselves happy at the end of the day mm. happiness is an inside job as Mama Ross always says uh, mm. but nice. like yeah I think that's what it comes from like you're constantly looking for external like that's the root of addiction. That's why I think like we are all addicts on some level. It, like addiction is essentially looking outside of yourself to solve problems mm. or to make yourself feel better. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, people do that. Right? I, t- I go for bananas sometimes if I fancy someone. And if I'm left alone with my thoughts and not like if I'm not doing enough fulfilling things, I can fixate and go, oh, this person, oh, this person's cute. And I'll start thinking about them. And then. Before I know it, I've kind of put that person on a pedestal. As soon mm. as you put someone on a pedestal, you put yourself underneath them. Then you meet that person and you don't act like a normal human being and meet them on the level. Um, It's hard. Like, it's hard to have real self-esteem all the time, full mm. self-esteem. Because mm. um, we're not taught that, I guess. If, um. if you did get to, like... I don't need, this doesn't exist but let's play the game where it does like this okay. perfect place of yeah. like of like zen yeah. fully fulfilled so you've done yeah. it yourself perfect human being yes and you've completed <laughs> the inside job of happiness right right what what happens then to your creativity is it there is there that same drive to do it to make stuff or like yeah. are they uh, I know what you mean I've been wondering about that um, wondering about that was a weird intonation wondering about that, that. Yeah. Um, that's a big question mm. like and it's hard because yeah you never get there because suffering is part of life and there's always something and but there's always stuff out of your control as well that's difficult so you may as well like try and work on like the anxiety and stuff that you've built up because that you've probably built that up because you learnt you had some trauma, you had something that made you an anxious person, then you have to reprogram your body and let it know there's no danger here. Mm. Um, But, sorry, on that subject, I have uh, bought into that story myself. I don't know whether it's from other people or I just said it to myself, that being like this pained, stressed artist 
made me a better writer or a better actor. I essentially believe that's bullshit, but my brain still sometimes clatches on clatches mm-hmm. yeah latches and clutches <laughs> that was it yeah. i often combine words i'm a writer <laughs> clatches on uh to that because i don't know why i don't know where who peddled that story like that's a load of bullshit when people are like oh our artists have they been hurt more and it's like no we just we're just telling our stories that everybody has so that like hopefully people can, it can help maybe raise other people's awareness and we can all have a conversation about how sad we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's part of, I think, that notion that we have to strive to work, like put blood, sweat and tears into things mm. and things have to be hard. And I think that's part of like a kind of consumerist capitalist idea, I think. Mm. Um, keeping the men down and suppressing people and having like powers that be I think I'm sort of I'm talking I know like throwing loads of buzzwords out but it's um, yeah and I, I don't know I've slowly realised that actually the best things I've done is when I'm like really happy and relaxed and often when I'm trying really hard and I'm sitting at the thing being like okay you need to do something really funny and really intelligent and need to relate to all these people and people are going to think this I'll write stuff it's like so fucking contrived I feel like I'm cursing a lot more than I usually do it's because I'm self-conscious anyway um, maybe analyse that um, yeah yeah but I yeah I find it really contrived and I find if I get in a happy, joyful, playful space, I come up with stuff that's real authentic mm. and genuine. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it's hard. We've been told. I also think part of it might be that we've chose to do a job that's essentially very fun, particularly like acting, your play acting for mm. a living. And there's a bit, and we're, we've got a bit of Catholic guilt. Everybody's got guilt probably of some degree in different countries. But it's like we're guilty about choosing to do something fun. So we have to constantly talk about how hard it is, you know, like to like feel legit and be like, oh, all the other people chose to do the other jobs we didn't want to do. Yeah. Um, So we have to talk about it. Obviously, it is difficult, though, because nobody gets paid and we get really disrespected and or not disrespected, but not respected. Is that disrespected? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... There's six million answers. Yeah, I love it. Uh, <laughs> right, Steve, let's give it another. We've we got time for another spin anyway. Uh, God, uh, time flies. Doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, looking at your Fitbit. Hey. Your Fitbit watch, phone. <laughs> it does everything. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. All right. Uh, last one, number 19. Do you have That's it? a good one. Nope. No worries. Number 19. The question is, oh, oh. kind of a, hmm, what a funny one to end on. Oh. Have you or do you ever consider emigrating? Oh, um sure yeah i do think about it um like the london thing's the obvious one Mm. um i think london's good crack i love how much is going on there it's really exciting like it feels like it's always full of possibilities you go and you see work with much larger scale and ambition and i'm kind of like i should be doing that kind of stuff so i think highly of myself Mm. (laughs) well no i'm like yeah i could do that um, but uh, 
but I really love Dublin. I just I love the energy of it. I, I you know, I feel like there there's a lots to keep me entertained. I like that I can walk everywhere though, and I like that it still has quite a can kind of feel like a village. At times, I thought of the states. My dad's American. Oh. I don't actually have a passport because he moved here when he was very young. Mm. Um, but we did spend like when I was a kid, from when I was two months till I was twelve, we went there for like two or three months of the year. Mm. So I have a big association with the states. It feels, in a way, it feels more familiar in some ways than London does because I've spent well, I would have spent more time there. Mm. Um, so maybe, but I. Then I often feel like it's a pressure and I, I have a voice going, oh, you should. The world is too small to just stay in Ireland. Mm. But I think when you're telling yourself you should do something, it's not a good reason to do it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think I'm more inclined to I like the idea of going and living in lots of different places over my lifetime for a few months or for a year and experiencing that. But I feel quite attached to Ireland. Yeah. And then I judge myself for that attachment, but ugh. yeah, it is funny. Can like, let go of that judgment when you see your friends go, and you're always like, yeah, you have that thing mm. of like, why am I going? And, and it's not even, and mm. it's to try and, as you said, like not judge yourself for it, but mm. just like check in about like, what is it that's like keeping me here? Like, is it? Yeah. You know, it's always like for me, it's always like, are you afraid? Because if you're afraid, yeah, that that's, that's not a good reason not, not good. to do something. No. Yes, but absolutely. It's, so if you, if find, you like, want to go, and the only reason stopping you is fear, then feel if you're into it anyway for sure yeah if like if mm. you can find an active reason to stay yeah. rather than like a passable i definitely have fear there too fear of failure fear of starting again fear of like well, i don't know lots of things mm. the unknown um but i don't know i don't know because yeah the ambitious part is definitely like why aren't you there's way more work there's way more opportunities um so I don't know. Maybe I maybe I will at some point. Yeah. Maybe. I love the the dream. The the ideal thing is someone rings you up and is like, "I've got a job for you." Totally. Come on over. Yeah. And then you don't have to kind of think about it. And yeah. Work too hard. I know. I know. Totally. <laughs> that that's the absolute dream. Then you're like, yeah, and like like that happens to people. That does happen. Yeah, mind you, it's still just one job, and then yeah. you go on to the next thing. A like in this maybe. industry, the other. That notion of get your big break is like true for maybe 0.1% of actors in the world. It really is. The rest of the time you just get a job and then you don't and then you do. Yeah. And then you don't. It's like loads of little boop, 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 mini, boop. mini breaks. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. A break isn't even the right word. Try and call them breaks. Yeah, what does my mother said? She picked up the term. Keep talking about her today. Um, resting. She said, wasn't that a nice term now? Are you resting at the moment? Um, but nobody's resting when they're an actor in between, are they? No, they're usually just freaking out. And yeah. Like they're, well, mind you, I say that I'm really trying to do that at the moment, and it's kind of working. Yeah, it's good. My um, my 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 therapist has a nice one for you. I'll, yeah, I'll, go for I'll, it. I like look, you're getting free therapy from my therapist. Yeah, she's very good as well. She yeah. uh, therapy bragging. I like that mm. sometimes. But she like she she likes steps, you know. And um, mm-hmm. we just and not even necessarily like steps aren't even good because they're that they kind of like you feel like there's a top then you know so maybe that's not even the best. Sure. But she likes you know I had a really <laughs> never ending yeah stairs. never ending stairs. The one that loops around on itself. Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be the worst. Sorry, go on. The worst <laughs> or the best? Yeah, hey. opposites are close. Um, <laughs> and and uh, but yeah and like you know like the, the busy times and then like she like 
so like are the like the step up and then she's like your foot has to rest for even if it's like for like a second before it can like mm-hmm. move again I'm not, mm-hmm. it's just like useful I'm very stupid like I need like sometimes like a little visual no, can are, help like we're all simple people like yeah. we like try and find these convoluted answers to things and we all come back to like love each other and have compassion for yourself and other people yeah. um, and it seems kind of like a dopey thing to say but I don't know after reading loads of books I'm kind of like yeah that's the gist of all of these things but the as far as like creativity I've been thinking because I've been on the self care buzz lately mm. I've been having lots of chats about like being able to create especially writing and making stuff feels like 90% of it is just creating the right environment in which to be creative totally so like and loads of the guilt comes from that that it's like instead of sitting there like clutching your pen in your hand or at your laptop or whatever worrying about whether you're good enough like go out for a walk go to a cinema like hang out your like do things that are really fulfilling though mm. so that your life feels really full and um you know you're feeling more in touch with yourself um and yeah yeah, I think that's part of it. You, did, you said your mum's therapist, didn't you? Yeah, she My mum's therapist yeah. as well, which is... There's makes, loads of us. There's so many. Yeah. And I, it's funny how you, like, yeah, you kind of gravitate towards each other cause, and immediately drop into, like, intense conversation. Oh, straight it's away. It's like you know that there's a shorthand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's funny. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Hey, this has been deadly. Thanks so much for doing Cute. it. Not at all, my um, pleasure. I don't know. Do, do, you, do you have any things you want to... Tell us about any promotion. Media, any stuff. Usually, I'm doing the the self promotion. I love self promoting. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm not. I'm kind of in the early stages of stuff, so I don't have. Uh, I don't have any advertisements. Yeah, which is lovely. I don't think. Yeah, just it's keep an nice. Eye yeah, yeah it's look, that is like nice. a relaxed thing. Yeah. yeah, we'll just keep an eye out for you in the the Phoenix you Park. You can <laughs> look at my Instagram oh, pictures yeah. of deers. Yeah. Gone to make friends with the deers and the birds. Oh, the deer are lovely, aren't they? Oh, man. You're just like grand. Because you just look at animals, you're like, oh, that's, you've got it answered. Have a sleep, have an eat, run around, hang out with your pals. Totally. Done. Just watched a little bird yesterday for, like, honestly, for, like, so long that I couldn't stay and watch it until it, like, was finished. But it was just... Same. It was just, it was just, um skimming like along the water by it was just it was just playing yeah. playing by itself it's just little simple taurines that's what we are yeah yeah I did the exact same thing I went and I was kind of hung over on Sunday but my Fitbit made me get out of bed good. very good Uh, I think I stood and stared at this little bird it wasn't a duck it was on its own which I like it was just being yeah. a little weirdo and uh, I stood like about a foot away from it didn't seem scared of me looked at it for about 20 minutes and then I was like don't have a care in the world amazing yeah, maybe that's the key. Guys, go out and go out and look at some birds. Yeah, that th- try and try and decipher that bit of wisdom. It's yeah. pretty deep. There's just <laughs> got to be some like catcalling women now, like just completely misinterpreted everything. Yeah. Just go and stare at women because that's what we need at, at the moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Totally. Kind of glad we didn't get into any of that Me Too stuff. I'm not able. Yeah, we didn't. Not able at the moment. Nothing. Too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Camille Lucy Ross, thanks for playing <laughs> personality bingo. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> so-
So guys, that was Camille Lucy Ross playing personality bingo with Tom Warren. Camille, a massive thank you to you for taking the time to do it. It was such a lovely chat, uh, as always, very illuminating. And I'm um, just... She's one of the people that is, she's very good for my soul anyway to talk to and I always uh, enjoy it. So Camille, thanks so much for taking the time to do it. As I said guys, come check me out in Copperface Jack's the musical. Uh, that opens in July. Uh, we're starting rehearsals this week which I'm really, really excited about. Uh, and it's going to be running right the way through till August. I think you have five or six weeks to see it in the Olympia um, which is kind of deadly because uh, it's such a cool venue and I've seen so many gigs there throughout the years. This will be my first time actually performing there which I'm really, really excited about. Um, and throughout all that time as I said we're going to have podcasts coming right to you we've got some really cool ones coming up and um, some ones you know maybe moving a little bit away from some of the normal stuff we have which is lots of comedians and actors and singers and all that deadly stuff and we've got some ones that are a little bit uh, left of centre and as always if you know someone who you think would be deadly to chat to give me a shout because I'm always open to suggestions uh, and I would love to hear them so guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of personality bingo with tom morris